We the biggest little church. We got all kinds of talented folks up in here. Yeah. Uh, you know, we uh, say every year, New Year's, we always say Happy New Year. But to some people, they ain't changing anything. It's just another year. So, uh, so Happy New Year to some of you. And blessed you have another year for some of the rest of you. Yeah, because we're trying to, over here, what we're going to do is we're trying to put, we had a tough year last year. These last three months have been tough over here in Christ Chapel North. And so what, what I try to do is prepare you to be able to handle the things that get in your life, that's going to come in your life before you get there. The worst person is be an unprepared person in a prepared place. I want to talk about something that makes us a little uncomfortable. You know, uh, I hardly ever see an advertisement, so I was flipping something, and Dr. Phil was on. And I'm not a Dr. Phil guy, because they, you know, they got these people that give their money the way to people overseas, and I'm like, that's crazy. Nobody, you know, I go through all that. But this one, this African-American lady on there, young lady, and I wanted to hear what, you know, I said, oh, that's unusual. What was she saying? And what she was talking about was her daughter committing suicide. And as she was talking about what the process that her daughter went through and the things she went through that caused her to get to this point and nobody figured she'd get to that. Dr. Phil said about this lady, and I want everybody to get this about the, the mother. He said if he was to write a book about how to mother a child, it would be her. Even though that she'd done all of the qualities and the things right, there was something in that child that she did not see. And so, I, especially to you all parents in here, and I'm glad some of your children are in here, we are too involved in things outside of the flesh. That's track and stuff like that. Are we really investing and taking a good look on what's going on in the inside? A lot of times, even us, you see, there's been times that I've lied. All of you have lied, okay? When I say this, you all lie. How you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Ain't we all done that? And we ain't been all right, you see. And then there's been times when uh, Pastor Fields has came up here and he looked all right. And, you, uh, and he looked all right from the outside. He's speaking and he's being himself, joking and having a good time. But, and that's what you think he is because that's what you see. That's what you see, so you think that. So let me tell you, we are going to have to get a better understanding of we need to get to know your whole self. You need to get to know your whole self. You can, unless you know your whole self and about your whole self, you don't know what's going on with somebody else's whole self. And so when it's just like one of my favorite scriptures, you've heard me read it, but the hours come now when a true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such worship. So he's letting us know that there's what? A spirit. And he wants us to worship us with our what? Our spirit. Stay with me now, because we're going someplace with this. So I said, you need to know your whole self. Do you know your spirit? There's this thing I used to say when I was taking other classes, I'm blaming this on you. Almost caused me to say something. Brother, no, say when I was taking other classes, it said, "Know thyself, be thyself, control thyself." You see, but a lot of people don't know their selves, selves, because there's more than one self here. Are y'all with me? 
See, you see the flesh. That's the only part you see is the flesh. You understand? And, but there's a spirit in here. All right? And then there's a soul in here. You see? You understand what I'm saying? And we need to start, come on, investing some time and learning and growing about the spirit, the soul, yes, and the flesh. Because God wants our whole self. He wants the whole thing. Now, some people <clears throat> worship God with their flesh. That's the folks that stand in it. We're supposed to do that in praise. But he says, if you worship me, see, when you praise, you praise with your flesh. You're doing it here. But praise and worship is what Isaac calls it. Doesn't he call it? Praise and worship. Praising God, and you can see me praising God, but the true praise is coming from the spirit in me that's worshiping him. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm not invoked, I'm not, mo you see, some people are motivated by the music, you see, and you can, you can see that, especially, well, not here, we don't have a so-called choir, let's just get here, especially in the African-American church, y'all know that, if the choir sing it, don't nobody say, get up, you're gonna be there for a whole another five minutes, yeah, because see, people see physically, it we, we're not a, we're spiritual, and we, we worship him with our spirit. You see, nobody's ever asked me, how's your spirit? How's your soul? Are you with me? And so God says he wants us to worship him with our spirit. And so I want to talk about some things here to help us to understand because we don't want any more tragedies or any tragedies in this church to happen where we're not aware of these things. Do you understand what I'm saying? We need to, how much are you investing in your children's spiritual life? How much are you investing in your child's emotional life? How much are you investing in your child's physical life? We know they got clinics for everything but spiritual and emotional, you see? So, and even ourselves. You want to hear it, when, when, when they got there, this just devastated me to know this. Among black women and black girls, suicide rate is up 59%. Yes, check it out. Y'all do everything else on that thing. All right, you see, and around black men, 52%. What's going on? What are we setting up in our churches? What are we learning? There's something going on. And that should be alarming to us that this is happening to us. There's one thing, and I said African-Americans, because you know what, our, our white brothers, our Caucasian brothers, now, see, they, they ain't afraid to go to see a psychologist or, or get wise counsel. We got to do better. We got to do better. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there's some of you sitting here listening to me, you've thought about it. You've thought about it, or maybe your son or daughter has thought about it. But after today, we need to start investing and paying attention to what's going on on the inside. You see, let me tell you, your eyes are the window of your soul. See, you know, that's why when I look at these, I don't know how they do it now. You look at the kids now, they hi. I'm like, okay, you scared of me? No, I want to see your eyes because your eyes won't lie. Are you with me? And so we're going to talk about it because I want to make sure we get it. Gee, in Matthews 22 and 37, Jesus replied, I don't want the whole story. You can go home and read that. He said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Mm -hmm. That means you got a heart, a mind, and a soul. Yes. 
and a spirit. He wants all of you. He said, don't just learn. He don't want us just to, to, to uh, 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 love him and worship him in, in our flesh. He wants our heart. He wants our soul, and he wants our mind. Where's your mind at? Where's your heart at? You see, what's going down in your soul? And some of you sitting in here right now, you see, you, you're getting, you're feeling a little uncomfortable, not with me, but there's something uncomfortable inside you because God wants you to be aware of, you need to do some things and check some things inside you. You see, we've got teachers. They can't get teachers in classrooms because they want them to be psychologists, security, and teachers. Why have this, why have we can't get teachers? Why can't we get bus drivers? Because there's all this chaos that's going on in these young people, you see? And that's coming from households. You see, my kid would never do that, not in front of you. <laughs> yeah, they ain't cool, you see? Yeah, yeah, okay. And so we want to talk about this today, and I want us to get this today, okay? I really want us to get it. I want you to know yourselves. Know yourselves. All right? Please. First Corinthians 2, verse, starting at verse 10 from the NIV. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. So God reveals things to us by his what? Spirit. All right. By his what? Spirit. By his what? Spirit. So when is the last time you communicate with God's spirit? You, 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 here's something that I do. I pray at, at night or in the mornings, I pray for God to give me a spiritual revelation. Because he gives me a spiritual revelation. It's a spiritual thing. But I have to be in the spirit to receive the spirit. Are you with me? Keep going. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Now listen to this. This is one of the most important scripture that you will ever probably hear families and brothers and sisters. You don't know your spouse. You don't know your child. The scripture is going to tell you that. You see, you only know what you see. You only know what you hear. And it devastates, and I'm on, I'm on it, I know it's uncomfortable. Most people that commit suicide shocks people. It shocks them. They had everything, really. You see, they must not have had everything, or they had things. You don't know them. Listen to the scripture. Get this scripture. Go ahead. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit? Their own, who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit? Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual thing. Well, I thought, I, I never thought so-and-so would do this. <laughs> yeah, you did, you're right. Because you don't know another person's thoughts. Mm -hmm. You see? And let me tell you something. You can kind of laugh at this, right? If you really knew what some people sitting beside you thought about you, it'd shake you up. Okay. Uh, here we go. You, so you don't know. The Bible, this ain't me saying this. I didn't write nothing up in here. It says you don't know another person's thoughts. Only their spirit. Keep going. And in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit See, of God. So nobody knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So when we're communicating with our children, with our spouses, with our friends, we got to be in the spirit. Only the Holy Spirit would reveal to us the spirit of the 
condition that person is in. Because we cannot understand, we cannot even comprehend what's going on in people around us unless the Holy Spirit reveals that to us. And what we need to be praying for, I'm just going to use this family, it's easy. All of you family members need to be praying for your sons and daughters, asking God to give you a spiritual revelation to see what's going on in the spirit of your child. Are you with me? I know it's uncomfortable, but we need to fix this. And it can be done. You have no idea what they're going through in their spirit, but the Holy Spirit does. So you have to get on your knees and pray for the Holy Spirit to give you a spiritual revelation of what your children's going through, what your spouse is going through. You see, do you understand what I'm saying? Am I making sense to anybody up in here? You see, because we don't want to be, we don't want that happening up in here for somebody to come up here and say, well, I wish I had a, listen to pastor, I've been praying for the wrong thing. How many of you, don't raise your hands, because you won't, how many of you have been praying for your child's spirit? You start, you'll start now. You pray for your, your child's spirit. You pray for your child's soul. You pray for your child's heart. You understand? They got medication for the body. They ain't got no medication for the spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? The only medicator for the spirit, the only doctor. See, too many people, uh, like Rita, send me Dr. Feel Good. And that's all the doctor can do is make you feel good because they can't heal you. Come on here. You see? But God, the almighty doctor, the Holy Ghost, can heal a spirit. Because these people are doing these things because their spirit is broken. You see? There are people walking around, hey, uncomfortable, but get it. People, women and men walking around, it's not telling the family, because we got that thing bad, keep it in the family, that people's been molested as little children, and they, didn't, they couldn't speak up until they got in their 30s and 40s, and now we wonder why they're the way they were. If they speak up, and if they don't, they're killing themselves because committing suicide because they think it's their fault. All right? In okay. verse 12, what we have received is not the spirit of the world. So we don't need to, what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. We, Christians, it's the spirit that comes from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. A lot of folks are sitting up in here thinking they know what God has given. If God ain't gave you no house, you can buy one. I remember one time Gwen got a new car, and somebody told us about that Thunderbird. It was a beautiful car. Somebody came in and said, oh, this God bless Gwen with a car. I said, no, he didn't. She could have bought a Volkswagen. He don't care about that. <laughs> uh, she got a job. She chose to buy a car. Are you all with me? Because we all talking about the God blessing us with something, right? You, you, I was telling Sister Gwen, I was talking to the God, you know, I have a very nice home, very nice home, and I said, God, thank you for my home. I know you gave me this, and, and the Spirit said, yeah, if you'd have listened to me, it'd have been paid for. Oh, yeah. I told him I was going to do this today because y'all don't have DJ pump you up. Trevor gave you some theology. Come, Pastor. Got his boots on. Here it come. Yeah, here it come. Yeah, we're going to deal with life now. We're going to deal with life now. And we got to get it right here because you love your children. You love the people around you. It can happen to you if you're not paying attention to what's going on. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Gwen's son, he's going to be okay. Uh, Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Thanksgiving, or day before Thanksgiving, walked across the street and got hit by a car, and yeah, and was dead for what they said, lost six minutes. six minutes and all that. And people talking about, oh, I wonder what happened. I told him what happened. Wasn't paying attention to what was going on. His fiance got across the street. She ran. He walking. I know him. He think he tough. They're going to stop for him. Are you right? God had nothing to do with that. The devil didn't have nothing to do with that. It was on him. Wasn't paying attention. Everything God ain't responsible for. And the devil don't want to kill you because if he kills you, he can't use you. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit. And we're not, human wisdom's okay, but we need words taught, taught to us by the Holy Spirit. Young people, get this message. You need to get this message. I tell people all the time, yeah, we good at home, and we all been kids once, right? But they need this message when you get out in the world. Because the world going to tell you some things. Yeah. yeah, the world will tell you some things. There's two things. Let me come down here and help you teach you a little bit. There's two things that I never allow very few people to do. There's two things people do. They'll either uh, put you down too far, degrade you, overrate you. And they both bad. Yeah, brother DJ knows what I'm saying. Some famous coach said it's rat poison. Degrade you, overrate you. They both bad. You see, but the Holy Spirit will tell you the truth, and the truth will set you free. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Are you learning something? Again, words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. So the it teaches spiritual realities. It won't lie. It won't hide anything to you. It will teach you spiritual realities. And we are in a bad, bad way in this country when it comes to spiritual realities. Doesn't make sense what's going on. Our spirit. Okay. And in verse 14, it says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. So you can't come in. You see, some people are knuckleheads. Yes, and you're wasting your time speaking. I hope none of y'all in here, uh, I'm wasting my time, because they don't have the Spirit. They can't understand what I'm talking about. But if you're in the spirit, you understand what I'm doing. It shouldn't make you uncomfortable. It should get you excited because you're getting something to put. Let me tell you something. Here's what I am, okay? Now, let me, let me teach you something here for a minute. The average American does not have $500 that they can get to in an emergency. Check it out. It used to be 1,000. I think it's down to 500 now. The average American. That means that they don't have anything in their savings account. I'm giving you a lot of gold. Put it in your savings account. You see? So when emergency comes, you can say, I remember the sermon that I heard. You see, young folks too, because y'all in here, when that young, because some pretty young girls in here, and that young guy tells you something, you can go to your savings account 
And remember, and say this to yourself. Now, I, I dressed myself this morning. He's overrating me. Young boys, you ain't smiling. Yes, they'll overrate you. You all this, you all that. No, say, no, no. Or put you down. Say, I'm not, I heard pastors say, there's two things I won't let you do. I won't let you, huh? Because they're both rat poison. You say, all right, this is some good teaching. I don't care if you like it or not. All right, here we go. So again, the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God because they consider them foolishness. Yeah, see, this is when somebody said, well, church, I didn't get nothing. Well, you didn't bring nothing. (laughs) And cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. See, you can't understand them unless you discern. They are discerned through the Spirit. You see, that's why you're praying for your children to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. You don't have to do that in church. You can do that in your house. So that they can be in the Spirit. And that, that we here at Christ Temple North are investing in your child's spirit. And then when they need something, they can go to that account and pull it out. Because I'm in an emergency situation right now. Now, only the people who say amen to know what I'm talking about. Only one say amen I'm talking about. There's been a lot of times in my life when I went to the savings account, wasn't nothing in it. And it cost me big time. All right, here we go. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things. Yeah, the Holy Spirit will help you make judgments about all things, but a person that is not subject to mere, it's only subject to mere human judgment, You got a feel-good life. <laughs> you know, that ain't good. All right? For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Yes. Let this mind be in me that's also in who? That ought to be your prayer. Mm-hmm. Let this mind be in me that's also in Christ Jesus so I can do what Christ Jesus would do. Mm-hmm. All right, Matthews 26 and 36 through first. Yeah, 241? Okay, yes. you got it down here. Right. Then Jesus went with his disciples now, to a place. Now, here's what I want to talk to you about. Jesus has showed us that pain, no matter how spiritual you think you are, that pain and sorrow will do something to you. You see, you can't, listen to me, there is no time in your entire life that you ain't going to grieve many times. It's impossible, you see. There's going to be some things that's going to hit you in your face or in your gut, you see. And I remember when, when, when I had the bone cancer and they couldn't, we was up at Liberty and they didn't have the medication and they were trying to get the medication and, and uh, to get the pain and they, they just didn't know what to do. And then my son-in-law and my daughter called another doctor, of course, out there he works with and they put some chemicals together to do it. And, Isaac was running around there like he was the president of the hospital, making sure, making sure everybody was doing supposed to be doing, blah, blah, blah. And I told, and I'm a tough guy. And I told Gwen, they gotta do something, because I can't live like this. It was the only time, listen to me, I'm a four-time cancer survivor. The only time my spirit was broken. Yes, Johnny Fields, Pastor Fields, Brother Johnny. Spirit was broken. And when the doctor came in, he told us 
how in the world did he handle that pain for nine days? But I needed that experience. So don't come to me tell me I don't know. You see? Yeah. It will break your spirit. You all see me. But if you saw me in that thing there, it was broken. And I appreciate God showing me that because now I look at other people and I can say, I understand. I understand, but I've been there. And now I can become a minister to them. All right, here we go. All right, so Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. And I love doing this. You know, I call it the place of decision. You know, he said to me the place of decision. You all have been around me a long time and seen me do this a lot of times. And, and uh, he took some disciples with him. Go ahead, please. Mm-hmm. Yep, he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Whoa. This is Jesus, the mighty Christ. He knew what was ahead of him. And his flesh and his heart, his soul was what? Sorrowful and troubled. Sorrowful and troubled. And you think you're getting away with not doing this sometimes and you're going to be not sorrowful and troubled? He's showing us his human side. Jesus Christ of Nazareth was 100% divine, 100% human. And that human part of him, his soul got in his soul because he knew what he was getting ready to go through. He said he was full of sorrow. You see? Okay. Then he says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He says, my soul, and, and, and I've never been to that point. I tell you, I said to my family, I cannot live with, like this. At that particular moment, if they would have told me I could take a pill, what is that thing they call life, right to live or die? I'd have took a pill. You see? But I got to experience the pain because bone cancer is tough, the worst pain you can have. Okay? So my soul was to the point of death. That's what Jesus said. He told them, stay here and watch with me. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Never get by yourself. I'm going to sit over here. Never get by yourself. Never get by yourself. Because when you're by yourself, you're too vulnerable. He took, the, he took three of them with him, didn't he? He said, I got to go a little further, but I need to know you're going to be here for me. Right? Some of you all have never had major surgery. Yeah, they all in the little room. And they come in and they say this and they'll tell you, uh, you know, if the spouse is, kiss you, you're fine. We, we're going to take care of him. They put the, the stuff in you and you get, but guess where they're going? They're going to the waiting room. Come on here. You the one going there by yourself. You see, I remember because, you know, I'm a fun guy. And that's what's that new stuff to give you, this Lupin, or whatever, not Popeye. When the guy, doctor told me that, and I, he said, you, you probably heard about this. He told me, they said, this is what uh, Mike, Michael Jackson had. It's very good. I said, I'm going to be like Mike. He said, no, you don't want to be like Mike. <laughs> you see? But I was so glad to get that stuff. Something put me out. But let me tell you, look, but when you go through the pains of life and some of the situations and circumstances of life, they don't have any medication. It's only the Holy Ghost. 
only the Holy Ghost can get down and help you in your soul. Because if you ain't lived, some people in there know what I'm talking about, things can hit you down in your soul. And sometimes it's not the person that's going through it, it's the person that's watching the other person they love go through it. Are you with me? But Jesus is telling us here that the human side of him is hurting. But he just needed those to just be close. Come on. And 39, going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. I don't want to do it. Can it be something else? I don't want to go this way. And then he said, yet, not as I will, but thy will, as your will be done. Don't think that all of us up here, we're excited. Just heaven, we're excited now. But they ain't seen us in our worst hours when we were going through some stuff. You know, some of you other brothers and sisters know what I'm talking about in here. It's tough. But I'm trying to give you something to put in your savings account. Because you can say, if Jesus went through it, I can go through it, and I ain't ashamed. All right? Okay, here we go. Then Jesus returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Here, now he's talking about, remember, we talked about a spirit, mm -hmm. but Jesus identified the flesh. He said, the spirit's willing, but your flesh is weak. Make sure you understand that. And understand that a lot, a lot of folks. My spirit was good, but my flesh was weak. The pain was in my flesh. My spirit was okay, but man, my flesh was weak. All right? Romans 8, verse 26 and 27. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. But guess what? Thank you. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in what? In our weakness. In our what? Weakness. In our what? Weakness. So you know what it's saying? You're going to have some weak days. You're going to be some weak days, folks. The Spirit's going to put it in your savings account and say, when you get to feeling weak, said, I heard Pastor Fields say, the Spirit helped me in my weakness right now. I'm going through something, and I feel weak right now, and I need the Spirit to help me in my weakness because right now I'm really weak. And I need the Holy Spirit to come and help me in this situation, this circumstance, because I'm weak right now. And I'm not ashamed of being weak. Because the Bible tells me there's going to be some times I'm going to be weak. But the Holy Spirit's going to help me in my weakness. All right? We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So sometimes... You don't know what to pray for. I don't know what to pray for. The Spirit has to take over and pray for me. I've done everything I could do. I've prayed. I'm done praying. Holy Spirit, pray for me. Just guide me in my prayer. You see? Keep going. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. He searched my heart. Holy Spirit did. And he got me back on course. He put my heart back on course. 
Now it doesn't matter what doctors say. I'm going to do what God wants me to do and finish what God wants me to finish. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it took the Holy Spirit to give me a spiritual revelation of that. All right? And as it says in Ezekiel 36, Let's, uh, I'm going to just do this because I want to do the whole thing. Okay. I will give you a new heart. Have you ever had your heart been broken? God, give me a new heart. Mend my heart. Give me a new heart. And then he says, and I'll put a new spirit in you. Your spirit ever been broken? God, through the Holy Spirit, put a new spirit in me. And you will remove this, your heart of stone. God said he will remove this heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh because I've been cold, I've been evil, and I've been mean because I had a heart of stone because of what happened to me. I don't trust people, and I'm mad, and I'm angry with folks, and I'm tired of life, and I'm never going to let anybody say anything to me, that, that a good, bad, or ugly. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to be by myself. God move that heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh. Give me a new heart. Give me a new spirit. You'll get there someday. Go to Thessalonians, please. First from the boys, chapter 5. So now may the God of peace this make is my, you his my prayer own. for you. I'm sorry, sweetheart. No. This is the prayer. This, I'm serious about this. I want you to have something in the tank. Can I'm going to talk track for a minute. Brother Trevor and, and I mean, those guys that ran track know. There's one thing you could never do when you run anything over 200 meters, you can't go out too hard or you'll have nothing in the tank you won't be able to finish. And you'll hear Pastor Fields say, and the worst thing is, and especially at 8 and 15, the worst thing is parents. I wish they had put a muzzle on all parents. <laughs> you see, I've trained your kid how to run. You run the first 200 around 30 seconds. You pick it up a little bit, down the straightaway, the curve, good. But here's what the parents do when the kid first start out. Come on, run, get up there, don't let them pass you. And they listen to the parent and they forgot what the coach said. They don't have anything in the tank and they fall apart at about 300 meters. You see, be careful. Keep something in the tank. Keep something in the tank. Keep something in the tank. You see, so you can finish it. You gotta have something in the tank. Our brother's DJ is getting ready to go through surgery. I hope he don't mind me saying that. He's gotta get keep gotta keep something in the tank. You see, first one didn't work. You gotta go back and do it again. You get frustrated. I've been there. I'm four times. I say it. I've been there, but I made it because I kept something in the tank. I made it. Get something in the tank. You see? You've got to keep something in the tank. Because when, if you go out too hard and you empty yourself out too soon, you have no way to finish. And that's what caused people to take their life. They don't have anything in the tank. They think this is it. I can't make it. It's too much. It's overwhelming. Don't have anything in the tank. But you've got to keep something in the tank. You've got to keep something in your savings account. Got to have some emergency spiritual power. May the God of peace make you his own completely and set you apart from the rest. 
God of peace. Now, so now, now here's where, listen here. Now, this, I didn't write this. I should have, man. That's good. <laughs> May the God of peace set you away apart from what? Rest. You're better than some people. You're a Christian. Christians can't be average. God has set us apart from what? They fall apart. Their tank gets empty, but we keep on moving. Nothing stops us because God has set us apart from the rest. All right, keep going. And may your spirit, soul, and body... He wants the whole thing. Remember, Pastor said yourself. And may your spirit, soul, and body be what? Preserved. Preserved. You got something in the tank. All right. Kept intact and wholly free from any sort of blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus the Anointed. Kept in what? Intact. Kept in what? Intact. Kept in what? Intact. You what? Intact. Tell that devil that he comes at you. Intact. What's wrong with you? You better take that somewhere. You see what I'm saying? It'll happen one of these days. Isaac gets on the edge of the chair when I say certain things that it's going to come out. It's going to come out. Johnny Fields is going to come out. Get yourself together. Come to church. Put some stuff in your savings account. You see? Because sooner or later, you're going to need it. You can't fall apart because the book says you're set apart. Everybody else may be falling apart, but not you. Because you're kept what? You're hurting, but you're still kept what? You might be lonely, but you what? Huh? You may have to bury a friend or a family member, but you what? All right. And as the Passion says, may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus. Flawless. Mm -hmm. My what? My entire, is your entire body, is that what I'm reading? Your entire being, excuse me, your entire being, spiritually, soul, and body, be kept completely flawless in the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. That's right. He's the one who called you to go down to the next. He called you. Mm-hmm. He won't call you to do something and not give you what you need to deal with it to do with it. Mm-hmm. All right? Last scripture. The one who calls you by name is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. He will. That's what I look at. I'm going to read that next one. I thought it was last okay. one. Doesn't matter. Cancer, no, can't stop me from doing the work that God has entrusted in me. I will complete the work that he has for me. And you got to think the same way. The same God that motivates me, the same book that I'm reading, you got said to the same book. All right? The NIV says, may God himself, the God of peace. The God of peace? Sanctify you. Sanctify you. Through and through. Through and through. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Now let me do this. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. Mm -hmm. That Jesus Christ comes again and receives you into the kingdom of God. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.